Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. There's a lot of bad things going on and someone's got to go give a, a very difficult truth. And though I believe in, in being sincere and being nice to people, I believe it's our duty to give it with love. Uh, but at the same time, there is a hard truth that has to be given to this generation of Americans and across this world. And that's that we need to know Jesus Christ yes. in a deeper and higher level. But I can't tell you today if this church would just be a beacon to deliver people to the kingdom of God, if we would just say, Lord, send me, make me an avenue in which I can draw more men unto you. If I can cast a net and bring the fish into you, Lord, that's all we need. And that's all we need to be a part of is to know him and bring people to know him. Everybody, Amen. can everybody hear me okay through this thing? All right, amen. It's an honor to, to be up here in front of you this morning. Um, obviously, on Sunday mornings, usually I'm upstairs with about 15 young people, and now I've got like 100 young people, so uh, slightly different, but I'm, I'm always grateful for the opportunity to, to speak and dive into the word of the Lord. Amen. I do want to get right into it this morning. I, I do have to say what a phenomenal word we've already heard from Brother Jones. Amen. Amen. That is very timely, well needed. And uh, I can say that I am just going to tag right along with him. And I guess we could say finish the second half. Amen. Of, of what he preached this morning. So if you would open your Bibles with me to Matthew, the seventh chapter. I'll be reading verses 21 through 23. And it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall, have, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, and in thy name cast out devils, and in thy name done many marvelous or wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, worker of iniquity. Amen. You can set your Bibles down for just a moment. If you would, why don't you just lift your voice with me? Let's go to the Lord in prayer one last time this morning. Jesus, in your name, Lord, I thank you and I praise you for the presence that's in this place, Lord. Lord, I pray that every heart and every mind would leave here changed, Jesus, by your word and by the spirit that is here, God. I thank you and I look forward, Jesus, to the lives that are going to change today forever for the betterment of your kingdom. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. And as we get started, uh, I, I do want to draw um, a couple uh, key points um, from the text. And, and really the, the highlight of what I will be um, speaking to you today is the will of my Father which is in heaven. The will of my Father which is in heaven. And you see in, in verse 22 where uh, you know Jesus is basically playing the part of, of someone who's done his work, who's lived uh, at least in some way, a life for, for him and has done uh, something for the kingdom of God. But yet, Jesus says, I never knew you. I never knew you. And I can gather from this text that the reason for that is because the will of my Father, as Jesus said, is not fulfilled even in some people who pro profess to be Christians and profess to love him. And so um, today I want to talk to you under, under the, the title and the idea of being known. 
being known. Jesus says in verse 23, as he is uh, sending them away, I never knew you. And I think as Christians, there's nothing more haunting than hearing the voice of Jesus Christ saying, I never knew you. Amen. We should want Jesus to know us. And so today I want to talk about being known and the power that we have in being known. So uh, shortly, um, longer than, than a year ago, God blessed me uh, and my family with a, a new career path, a new job. And my job um, is, is business development and account management is the official title. But it is literally my job to know people. They pay me to, to go out and to, to meet with people and to shake hands and go to social events with uh, large contractors or manufacturing firms or power plants, whatever the case may be, in the St. Louis area. And so my job literally is for people to see me and know who I am, where I'm from, and have some sort of relationship with me. And the point for that is, is that by knowing me, they feel comfortable doing business with my, comp- my company. They feel comfortable in entrusting me with, with their uh, facility or their business in, in whatever capacity uh, that may be. And so for me, there is great power in people just knowing who I am. And vice versa is very valuable to me that when I walk into a crowded room full of hundreds of people or I walk into a restaurant in St. Louis or whatever the case may be, I, I know people there. I can stop and say, hey, how's it going? How's this project that we worked on together going? Uh, whatever the case may be. Even with, uh, with little Blakely, who's sitting back there all chipper and noisy uh, this morning, uh, Blakely's in a very touchy stage right now, where she wants mom, she wants dad, uh, sometimes she wants grandma, but if you do not know her, if she does not know you, she is going to be very standoffish. She's going to be very touchy with just who, who holds her and who talks to her and plays with her. Uh, I, I think of the other day, I, I picked up uh, Easton from school for, for some reason, something happened where I was the only one left in town. And so I went and got, got Easton and I love the system that they have in place here at, at the school where the, the children line up inside and they are not allowed to leave the building until they can see the person that is getting them. Yes. And so it's very important in that situation for the, the child to know exactly who is getting them, who's taking care of them that day, who's picking them up. Otherwise, you have small children crying in the lobby looking for, for whoever it is. So there's great power in being known. That's right. uh, on the flip side of that, there are few things more awkward or embarrassing than not being known. When someone, you feel as if someone should know you and they don't, or when someone bumps into someone else that you both know. So has anyone ever like went out to dinner? Me and Morgan go out to dinner quite often. And here in town, we walk in, we sit down, and it usually takes about 30 seconds before someone here in town knows my wife and comes over and wants to say hello and wants to talk. And that's great. That's fine. That's, that's sweet. Uh, that's the way I like it. That's why we live in a town such as Sparta. Um, but it's very awkward when you're the third person sitting there and you're just kind of... <laughs> by not being known... It's a very weird situation to be in, right? Has anybody ever been there? You're like the third wheel of a conversation. It's awkward, and it's hard to deal with. Uh, even worse yet, even in my profession, every once in a while I'll go to an event and I'll greet someone who doesn't remember me, or vice versa. I won't remember them, and you have to kind of play as if you remember them. That's a very awkward thing to, to not know someone. 
Or my ultimate favorite, when you go to the doctor or the dentist or get a haircut or whatever the case may be, and you sit down and you're waiting for your name to be called, and they call Christina. <laughs> Everyone's always surprised when six foot one, 200 pound Christian stands up instead. But not being known is, is an issue as well. So just being known holds great value in our daily life. Yes. When we read Matthew 7, 21 through 23, we can recognize that there is a, in, in a spiritual sense, we must be known by God to enter heaven, correct? Yes. That's what it says. I never knew you, and so you cannot come in. We must be known by God. So to be known by God, we must fulfill His will, the Father's will, as, as verse 22 says. Luke 19, verse 10 says, He came to seek and to save. And John 3.16 says, None should perish. And even in Mark 16, Jesus' last instruction to His disciples was, Go into the world and preach the gospel. And so when we look at these, when we look at these different texts, we can gather that the will of Jesus Christ was that none should perish, that everyone would have everlasting life in in heaven with us or with him. Uh, He came to seek and to save, to reach everyone. And so based on these verses today, we can gather that God's will is that all should know him, all should know him and be known by him. Today, I feel as if some of us have gotten too comfortable in our environments that we have simply forgotten why God put us there to begin with. And according to the instruction of the New Testament, we are to reach new hearts for the kingdom of God. I'm glad each and every one of us is here today. I'm glad you're here. I really am. But this gospel isn't just for the 100 of us, but it's for the 7 billion out there as well. This is not a club that we are a part of. This is the kingdom of God that we are talking about. And so the Lord appreciates your presence and worship in his house today. But it is not as simple as just showing up and singing a a, a few songs. And your life for for Jesus Christ is, is so much more than that. It's about bringing new people into that kingdom, as Brother Jones preached on already this morning. It's about gathering new souls on top of our personal duty to love and to serve and have faith in Jesus Christ. So when we say terms like witnessing, everybody heard that term before? As a Christian, we are to witness, which means we are to uh, tell the gospel to, to people we come in contact with or to bring them to church to explain the gospel in, in more detail. Witnessing is hard. Everybody agree? Witnessing is hard. Witnessing is even harder today, maybe so, than, than ever before. I would, uh, I would say that there has never been this much disregard for godly things. When you look across history, there's been some really dark, evil times. But I don't, I don't remember times that were any darker than those that we are living in right now. And so um, I'm not going to make excuses for anyone, including myself, but witnessing is hard. Convincing people that, that you are right is hard. And Brother Jones was right this morning that oftentimes the easiest way to go about that is to befriend them first. Uh, but the, the facts remain that, that bringing people to Jesus Christ is hard. Getting to know them uh, through Jesus is hard. Next, I want to take you to the book of Isaiah, uh, the sixth chapter, the eighth verse. It says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. 
I also want to read a translation of uh, the ninth and 10th verse, which is, Go and say to this people, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes. So their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. So in this, in this passage, uh, or in Isaiah 6, God was looking for someone to go give people doing bad things a difficult truth. Sounds a lot like where we live today, isn't it? There's a lot of bad things going on, and someone's got to go give a, a very difficult truth. And though uh, I, I believe in, in being sincere and being nice to people, I believe it's our duty to give it with love. Uh, but at the same time, there is a hard truth that has to be given to this generation of Americans and across this world. And that's that we need to know Jesus Christ yes. in a deeper and higher level. Yes. When we look at, uh, at this passage, uh, basically the, the, the ways that the children of, of Israel had chosen to live had led them to make God want to punish them. He wanted uh, bad things to, to happen to them, basically. And so Isaiah is basically saying that I will go give this difficult truth. And the part that sticks out to me the most about this passage is his willingness to go. The send me aspect of it. Send me. So listen uh, to, to me today when I say that there's a dark world out there that needs to know Jesus. And in these last days, Jesus is looking for a church that says, send me. Above anyone else, before anyone else, send me. Not because I'm perfect, but because I love you. And for me to fulfill your will, I'm going to have to go into a dark world, into dark places I'm uncomfortable with to let people know you. Send me. I'll go, Lord. Let us be the ones to build your kingdom. I'm willing to go tell some difficult truths that will be hard for them to hear in order to build your kingdom. Today is a day that we decide once and for all that we are going to be the church that we are meant to be, that we are going to know him and bring others to know him as well. We must do away with the formalities of modern Christianity and stop worrying about uh, stepping on toes when we come in contact with people who disagree with us and start delivering the gospel truth no matter who is listening. And that does not mean we are not friendly. That does not mean we ease people into the way we believe, but it does mean that we do not shy away from what we believe. No one is going to come into this place and change the way we feel about Jesus Christ, correct? Amen. It is not a time to be timid in, in what we believe and how we feel towards Jesus Christ. And I would say this today, that if we want revival, if we want true revival, not just a crowd, but a magnitude of people who want more of Jesus Christ, then we need to start praying the send me attitude into our life. We need to start praying and acting with the attitude that this can't happen unless I'm willing to go to the dark places. And so today I ask you, do you want to be sent by God? Is there someone in your life that is just simply waiting on you to show up? Amen. Send me is the attitude that we need today. The people is us, and the world is here, and the time is right now. And so my prayer today is send me, God. Let me go. 
Make me worthy of the opportunity to bring someone into your kingdom, to love you and to know you. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4 says, Those too lazy to plow in the right season will have no food at the harvest. And I'm not here to call anyone lazy today. That is not my intention whatsoever. But it, it does go to say that if you're not willing to work now, you can't expect to receive anything for it later. If we are expecting God to move in our future, we must move with his presence in the present. Yes. We need to go now. We need to bring people to Jesus Christ right now. We don't have time to waste. And God has blessed us with talents and abilities and his spirit for the here and now. Yes. I believe that this world is dark and I believe that this world is strong and powerful and it has a certain level of a power over our daily life. But I can tell you that our God is greater than anything this world has to offer. Yes. And if you will align yourself and you will go with God and allow him to prepare a way for you yes. and to simply follow in him, you will know him and you will bring others to know him as well. When I think of the, the parable of the lost or uh, of the talents, I'm sorry. I, I think about, you know, the, the master uh, distributing the, the different talents to different people and, and two of which increase the money and the other one buries it. And in this story, uh, this, the person who buries it is, is probably very sincere in thinking he's done a, a great thing by burying what the master has given him in hopes of just holding on to it. I'm here to tell you today, if you think that you can just bury your Holy Ghost and just hold on to it, you're wrong. Come on. God has given you abilities and talents and a spirit that he provides. He goes before us and prepares ways, not so that we can sit on our hands and, and just play patty cake church, but so that we can build the kingdom for him. Amen. It's not just about us. It's about everyone else as well. And so today I urge you, uh, whether you are on the worship team, whether you're just someone who comes and just enjoys and worship, you need to give God everything you have. You need to use your abilities with everything you have. You need to serve the Lord with everything you have. And you need to bring people to Jesus with everything you have. In Isaiah 6, 9, 10 that we read earlier. Uh, I reference that the people uh, will not understand. It even says see or hear because of their choices to abandon God. And today's society is as godless as they were. Then some uh, by choice now and some by the choices of others have led to this godlessness in our society. But hear me today when I say just because people don't fully understand everything that we are a part of doesn't mean that they are unfit for the kingdom of God. Some things cannot be fully understood until they are brought to a place of understanding, which only happens through the presence of God in this place and through the Holy Ghost that we usher into this place. And what I mean by that is don't be discouraged when people don't understand you or can't see the value in your lifestyle or the way you conduct yourself. They may not understand it because it's not in their hearts yet, but I can tell you today if this church would just be a beacon to deliver people to the kingdom of God. If we would just say, Lord, send me, make me an avenue in which I can draw more men unto you. If I can cast a net and bring the fish into you, Lord, that's all we need. And that's all we need to be a part of is to know him and bring people to know him. I know it's dark. I know it's hard. But can I remind you that on the day of Pentecost, the crowds that just had Jesus crucified, 
And here they are just a few days later seeing the Holy Spirit fall for the very first time. And the Bible says that they were pricked in their hearts. That they knew they needed to change. And so this, this time of repentance, and they were urged to be baptized, and the Holy Ghost fell for the very first time. Don't tell me that this world is too dark for God. Don't tell me that this world is too dark for you to go and preach and teach what God has put inside of you. These people killed Jesus and were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need to know Him. And we need to usher in that, that same day of Pentecost experience into every church service, into every conversation we possibly can. Because that and that alone is what changes the hearts and the minds of everyone around us. I look forward to a new building so much. I, I can't even put into words how excited I am for, for a, a new church building. But a new church building won't build a church. Come on. And I would love to see that new building filled. I'd love to see 300 people at, at Landmark. But just a crowd doesn't save anybody. Doesn't mean we know Jesus. Let me tell you today, if you want to see a revival, if you want to see growth, if you want to see a new building, it's not going to come first in knowing God after. Come on. It's going to come from a church that knows God is living in the will of God and decides to take it to the hearts and the minds of every person we come in contact with. Then we build the church. Then we get the new building. Then we blow the doors off of this town. People first. Truth first. Knowing God first. We need to pray that God would send us people in need of the same experience that was present on the day of Pentecost. That's called revival. And that's called growth. And that's called people knowing him and the fulfillment of the will of God. Matthew 7, 22 references the people petitioning God to evaluate the works that they have done. Basically say, we prophesied, we cast out demons and many of these wonderful works, and yet Jesus didn't know them. And so today, church, I, I warn you, I love this church. I think what we do here is fantastic. Um, I think tradition is great. I'm a, a fourth-generation Pentecost. Blakely will now be fifth in, in my family, and that's, that's a beautiful thing. And when God moves in here, it's a wonderful thing. And being here, just being here is important. But just like sitting in a garage doesn't make you a Cadillac, sitting in this church doesn't make you in the will of God. It's more than just being here. It's more than just tradition. It's more than just raising our hands and singing a few songs. It's about knowing Jesus Christ. That's why we are here. That's what we have been brought to do. I'm going to ask our music to come if they would today. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 and 15. It says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how can someone go and tell them without being sent? Yes. I'm here to, today to tell you that God has sent you. God has placed you strategically in his kingdom. So go. Tell 
allow people to believe in the same truth that we are blessed to know today. It's so much more than, than just what we do right here. It's so much more than just, uh, just showing up and just being a part of a, a, an impactful service. All of that's great. And I don't want anyone to think that you being here isn't appreciated or you being a part of this church isn't appreciated. We love everyone. I once heard it said that we want people to come to our church and feel welcome. But we do not want people to come to our church and feel comfortable. I'm telling you right now, if you apply that principle not just to this church, but your daily life, of I want to be nice, I want to be welcoming, I want everyone to feel uh, uh, pleased to be around me. But not at the expense of losing my salvation. And not at the expense of missing out on the opportunity to bring salvation to someone else. Stand with me today. It is my personal belief that in order to truly know Jesus, to truly know Him, not only does there have to be a, a washing away of sin or, or repentance, but you need to experience His Spirit in your life. To truly know Him, you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I think it's God's will that everyone would experience that. Acts 2.39 says it's for all the generations afar off. The text we, we read uh, today even in, in Matthew chapter 7. If it's God's will that all would be sought and saved and none would perish, then it's also God's will that everyone receives the gift of the, the Holy Ghost. It's God's will that everyone would be brought to a place of repentance and baptism in Jesus' name. And so today, the first thing I, I want us to pray about, if you'll pray with me today. If there's anyone in this place that has not yet experienced the gift of the Holy Ghost and you would like to, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to have you, you know, come by yourself or anything like that. But when we begin to pray, I want you to grab someone by the hand that you trust, that you know, a follower. And I want you to bring them up here with you. And I want you to begin to pray that God fills you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And there's some of us that, that we've been baptized in Jesus' name. And we've been uh, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And we feel as if we are living our life for God. And by that, I mean that we come to church. We read our Bible. We pray. We, we do the things that, that the Bible says are right. But you have yet to completely fulfill God's calling on your life by beginning to go into the mission field of Sparta and the surrounding area. I want you to pray that God would reveal himself to you in a new way. That you would truly know God. That you would begin to fulfill his will by being a part of that mission. So all across this place, I'm going to ask you if you would this morning, I usually don't do this, I'm going to ask you to gather around with me. Whether you need the Holy Ghost, whether you just need a touch from God, whether it's a healing, I don't care what it is you're in need of today. I want you to come. I want us to pray together as a church this morning. Would you come right now? Thank you for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. You can follow this podcast for more great episodes from the Landmark family. 
If you are ever in our area, our doors are open on Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Thank you once again for listening to the Landmark Apostolic Church's podcast. God bless.